Resistance, burnout, procrastination, sleepless nights, stress, and painful hard work. Fatigued from running on the high achiever hamster wheel? This is the Bold Leadership Revolution, where we develop high-performing leaders to live, thrive, and lead bold and smart, not hard. Here is your host, Tara Newman. Hey, hey, bold leaders. Welcome to the Bold Leadership Revolution podcast, my now weekly podcast to help you embrace your ambition and leave the grind behind. I'm Tara Newman, your host, and in this episode, we're talking about the one thing a leader must have so they can do meaningful work in the world, leave a legacy, and fulfill their potential. It always surprises me that when I get into a deep conversation with a leader about what their fears are in the world, so many of them have the same fear, and that is not living up to their potential. This is what keeps leaders up at night among other things. But this is by far one of the most pressing issues they have is fulfilling their own potential. Whether you're a small business owner, an entrepreneur, a CEO, or any other professional, heck, if you're a parent, you all need this one thing, endurance. The ability to wake up every morning, put one foot in front of the other, and focus on your greatest mission and purpose in life. And I will add that when you're putting that one foot in front of the other and focusing on your greatest mission and purpose, you want to be doing it happily, joyfully, generously. It's not about grinding and plodding. It's not about slogging along in a foggy state of stress-induced burnout. Trust me, I've been there. Death marching your way to success is anything but successful or fulfilling. At the end of 2014, I started this business to heal from burnout, which I find ironic since most business owners, founders, and CEOs are burning out at alarming rates, costing themselves and their businesses hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not more, in lost opportunity, illness, medical bills, and overall a failure to thrive. It has been my quest, and it truly has been a quest, like a quest for the holy grail. It's been my quest to find greater health, sanity, more margin, and the answer to thriving in an oversubscribed and cognitively overloaded world. I work with leaders every day who believe the answer to more or better is to do more, charge ahead faster, and that the fatigue and exhaustion they feel is normal or the price that they pay for success. Today's leaders are keyed up, revving on overdrive, overwhelmed with decisions, and literally can't turn their brains off. In the early days of my business, I remember being at war with my need for rest, sleep, quiet, and space and my ambition to grow my business, my ambition to reach my fullest potential, something that I felt like I was falling short on for many, many years, and now the opportunity was here, and I needed to charge ahead. 
Believe it or not, learning to rest was my first foray into getting boldly outside of my comfort zone. You know, that place where growth actually happens. So it begs the question, why is slowing down and resting so uncomfortable? Why does this simple idea cause us to lean into our edge? And what and at what point do we want to end the cycle of self-abuse and start to truly live better? What does living better look like for each of us? And here are some hard truths that you need to hear if you are a leader who falls into any of these categories. So if you are someone who is type A, competitive, overly driven, if you're introverted, if you're a person who's juggling multiple relationships, so you're a spouse, a partner, a parent, a child, a friend, a business owner, or if you're someone who has a deep and who has deep and meaningful work they want to do in this world, these are some truths that I want you to hear. One, you are more tired than you think you are and you need more rest than you're willing to give yourself. If you have had the thought to slow down, you're too late. You probably needed to slow down a while ago. Three, if you think you've slowed down, you need to slow down even more. The personal and business development space can be so confusing. It's rife with tactics and strategies. It's often hard to know which ones to implement. Some of the most educated, willing, open-minded, high-performing leaders come to me and simply shrug. We don't know what to do next. We don't know what to try next, they say. All these strategies, there's so much noise. Everyone is telling us what they think we should do. I totally get this. And from my experience, there is a lot of myths out there. Stuff that gets hand, just handed down and regurgitated and taken as fact through the personal development space. When the only fact is that we are all a giant experiment or N equals one, and that we need to try these ideas and strategies on for ourselves. We need to test them for ourselves. We need to give them some time to really sink in and start to see results and then make tweaks and changes. That is what we are. That is what our performance is. That is what our, that's what our businesses are. That's what our development looks like, a giant experiment. However, there are some truths that really are self-evident and can be proven over and over again. And one of them is you have to slow down to speed up. That is truth. This is even true on a physical level. If I slow down at the right time in a workout, it gives me the juice I need to complete it feeling strong. It's our job as high performers to stave off the proverbial wall. The wall stops us in our tracks. The wall has a high likelihood of causing us to quit. However, if we slow down, and I remember when I was a runner, I don't run anymore (laughs) unless I have to, but when I was a runner and I was working with a running coach, we would work on recovering on the run, right? Slowing down on the run so I could gain some breath back so I can lower my heart rate without stopping so I can continue moving forward. 
So if we slow down and recover on the run or recover while still moving, we can progress farther and faster. That which keeps us going in incremental steps keeps us growing in incremental steps. It's called endurance. As leaders, our ability to keep going and to feel good along the way is the one thing that ensures our success in a way that is both healthy and sustainable. And one way to create greater endurance is to hit the pause button, right? To just hit that imaginary, fictitious pause button in our life or in our business. Imagine it is the big red staples, it's easy button, but instead it's for pausing. At least that's what I do. I visualize a big button and I go, okay, I'm going to hit this button right now. Because here's what happens if you don't slow down or hit the pause button you become increasingly more reactionary. You feel out of control, so you dive headfirst into controlling all the things, which are most likely not what's in your control. And this becomes a huge waste of time and effort. Decisions start piling up and you experience fatigue and fog. Your brain just isn't, this doesn't feel like it's working to the same capacity as it was before. Procrastination kicks in because either you really need to take a break, but you're pushing through, or you're overwhelmed with what needs to get done. You're not present to what you're actually feeling and numbing behaviors start to kick in. Numbing behaviors can look like overwork, obsessively checking email, mindlessly scrolling in the um, social media, maybe it's overeating, maybe you're drinking, maybe you are attracted to all the shiny objects, but these are some of the things that happen when you don't slow down and hit the pause button. Whenever the idea of hitting pause or hitting the pause button comes up in client sessions, it causes a tremendous amount of resistance. Most of us have equated slowing down to quitting when in fact it's the one thing we can do to ensure we don't quit. Slowing down feels like admitting a weakness when in fact it's the one thing we can do to gain strength, to gain greater strength. What I think is actually happening is we are attached to our work in a way that is unhealthy and prevents us from making the impact we truly want to make. We use our work as a way to define ourselves, to determine our worthiness, to judge our enoughness, to numb out our feelings and issues in other parts of our lives. I'm speaking from experience here. I had a shitty workout in the gym the other week, and my first thought was, I'll shake it off and go check my email. I mean, what was that about? Instead, I realized what I was doing, that I was numbing this feeling of failure in the gym, and instead, I opted to hit pause and pull out my journal to explore what was really happening here. So I want to wrap up with some thoughts on how you can practice hitting the pause button in life. The first thing is embrace the word practice. This isn't something that happens overnight. On an everyday basis, how can you build in hitting the pause button each and every day to practice this new behavior, this new habit? Two, what does hitting the pause button look like to you? You get to decide how, when, and what this looks like for you. 
For me, this could be sitting down for 30 minutes to collect my thoughts or taking 15 minutes to go through my calendar and cancel any non-essential activities for the week so I can catch my breath. This doesn't make me flaky. This makes me discerning. This makes me intentional. And this makes me essential. This is the last one. Identify what triggers what triggers you to go into overdrive. What triggers you to push through stress and to do more when you need to do less. Hit the pause button even for a few minutes before heading into your routine of reacting. Because we control our reactions. It's one of the only things that we have control over. So this is the number one place where you can take back control of your life is by hitting the pause pause button F for a few minutes before heading into that routine of reacting. Hitting the pause button is a requirement for both being a resilient and endurable leader, which is why I've created the Brave Society. The Brave Society is a virtual place for business owners like you who want to connect with bold, resilient, abundant, value-driven, and endurable leaders. It's filled with business owners across a variety of industries who knows that the person who helps the most people wins. The person who helps the most people wins. In other words, we believe that we rise by lifting others. That one quote is what gets me out of bed every single day. And in the Brave Society, we are here for three reasons. To build meaningful relationships with an army of people who have real, credible, and valuable business acumen. This isn't tit-for-tat marketing where it's a referral pitch fest. This is about connecting deeply with other humans. This is about helping you continually develop yourself as a leader through high quality educational resources to help you become the best CEOs that you can be. And the third thing that we're interested in doing in the Brave Society is becoming leaders who develop more leaders in the world. And if you're thinking to yourself right now, but I don't have anybody working for me or I don't have anybody reporting into me, it is untrue. You have your family, you have friends, you have a community, and some of you do have team. The Brave Society is a place where you can plug into the relationships you need to hire the most qualified people, find meaningful collaborations, and offer your services to those who would benefit most. The Brave Society hosts quarterly book clubs, robust panel discussions on relevant topics to help you grow yourself and your business, and we host bi-weekly CEO debriefs where I personally take you behind the scenes in my life and business where you can see what's working, what's not working, and key decisions that I'm making. So if you're curious to know if you're a fit for this community, head on over to the show notes to learn more. For a full transcript of this episode, go to theboldleadershiprevolution.com. If you have found this podcast valuable, please share it with your friends and colleagues and other bold leaders. If you haven't done so already please leave a review. I consider reviews podcast currency and I love reading through them. And it's the one thing you can do to help us out so that more bold leaders like you can find this podcast. We would be so grateful for it. 
And before I wrap up, I want to give a special thanks to the Stacey Harris, who is the producer and editor of this podcast. Go check them out for all your digital marketing and content creation needs. Be sure to tune into our next episode. We are now holding them weekly to help you embrace your ambition and leave the grind behind. Thank you for tuning in to the Bold Leadership Revolution podcast. This episode has ended, but our work continues online. Head over to theboldleadershiprevolution.com where you'll find links to any resources mentioned in today's episode, along with other valuable tips and information that will help you lead bold. That's theboldleadershiprevolution.com.